chair is still a chair Even when there's no one sitting there But oh And a house is not a home when there's no one there to hold you tight and no one there you can give good Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, K. Dizzle, the Licks of Love, and you're listening to Can A Play A Play. I wanted to start that show off with a little bit of Luther to kind of set the stage for our guest today. Ladies, gentlemen, sit back, pull out your notepads. We have a very special guest today that's going to talk about her new book, Miss Linda Gross, Hitched in 90 Days or Less, Every Girl's Ultimate Guide to Dating. That should be very exciting because I want to know what to do or what not to do. Linda, are you with us? Oops. Hello, Linda. Hi, Lamont. Yes, I am. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, I'm honored to have you. Boy, look, we're talking about romance and all that kind of good stuff. We're honored to have you on the show. So what's going on with you? All things good. <laughs> Just uh, promoting my book and my services. I also do one-on-one coaching, life coaching, and I help people with uh, personal issues, relationship issues, um, people who are want to be self-employed or start up a business. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of different projects going on. Well, great. Tell me, because I don't understand and listen, what is a a gender differences expert? Well, I think back um, in the 70s and the early 70s during women's lib, somehow or another women decided that the sexes are the same, meaning that once the women were um, eligible to now go to work because of the invention of the pill, prior to the invention of the pill, they had to stay home and you know, just take it based on, you know, get pregnant based on chance. And when they had control over their bodies, they could delay having a child and use that time either to join the workforce or to go go to school and continue their education. So during that time, they decided that since they can work just like a man, since they can put food on the table just like a man, that most most everything, most every aspect of human nature, they can do just as good as a man. And they decided that the sexes are the same. So I think over the decades, we've minimized the importance of men and we've minimized what they bring to the table because of, because of their attitude and belief system. Boy, I'm surprised my switchboard isn't lighting up yet because I know we got me. <laughs> I didn't want to dispute that one. <laughs> yeah, we got to get those Christmas trees going. <laughs> hey, you know, men don't want to be uh, diminished or minimized on anything. <laughs> right, right. So when you watch TV today, so many of the commercials are, 
you know, men are idiots and men are cavemen and men are stupid and they just don't know what's going on. And, you know, they, they take all the bad parts of being a man as if that's all you guys are made of. And, of course, it's not. I mean, both sexes have their weaknesses. Both sexes have their strengths. But it seems like today it's perfectly okay, it's socially acceptable for women to bash men. And I'm just not having it. I, I, I don't agree with that mentality at all. I don't think nature is stupid. They made two sexes for a reason. Otherwise, we would just be unisex if it didn't matter. We would just have one sex. I agree. And sometimes I think that, that some of our issues, you know, as a man, I'm going to take responsibility. I can't take responsibility for all the men, but as a man, I see a lot of these guys that have forgot how to be men. They forgot how to what their role is. They forgot how to be who they're supposed to be just as a man, you know, not uh, as far as what, you know, society says you're supposed to be, but just little basic stuff like, you know, morals, principles, and integrity that everyone should have without somebody telling you you should be a certain way. I think it's kind of even worse than that. Um, the older men who know better know the difference when you say they've forgotten to be a man. It's kind of like a muscle. If you don't use it, you, like, forget it and you lose it. Um, and then the younger generation, they absolutely never got taught how to be a man in the first place. That's because true. Because these same, these same mothers, these uh, women's generation mothers, they became single mothers, and they tried to keep the husbands at arm's length, and I'm putting food on the table, I'm going to raise my son, I don't need you, get out of his life and never come back. And I think that was a big mistake. I mean, it's okay that what they should have done is they should have taken ownership of the situation and they should have, the moms should have said, I chose the wrong man. Not all men are bad. I chose the wrong man. But they still should have brought their sons around, say, for example, grandfather or uncle or sports coach or religious figure. They still needed to bring that child around a male influence. And by not doing so, we now have a generation of young men who don't have a clue on how to be a man. You know, the mom told them, oh, you got to sit down to pee. Oh, you got to, like, you know, cry at the movies. And, oh, you got to hold my purse at the mall. And all these crazy things that are really about control for the mom. It has nothing to do with furthering you know, the child, you know, for the child's welfare and well-being. I see I see some grown men standing in the market holding a woman's purse. So what's up oh, with them? Oh, please. I, I really, I feel like I just need to, like, you know, hit a baseball bat over their head. I, it just makes me so mad and so angry to see that. It's just, it's, um, I, 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 reckon this to be very similar to when dogs walk the neighborhood. They pee around the tree to mark their territory. You know, that's my tree. Well, (laughs) you're holding the woman's purse is the same territorialization, the same technique, except it's with humans instead of with dogs. She's marking you. Because (laughs) What she's telling what she's telling the listeners, I mean, I'm sorry, what she's telling the passerbys is I'm in the dressing room. I can't see my man because I'm over here changing clothes. So I'm going to give you my purse, which is an announcement and gives a sign over your head that says, 
other women stay away, this is my man. That's really what's going on. It has nothing to do with him holding the purse. Is that another form of insecurity, too? By whom? By the woman? By the woman by doing that. Oh, hell yeah, because they they think, you know, when you're out of my sight, you're going to start flirting with somebody else when I'm in that dressing room. Oh, of course, yes. Wow. So to the men, I say, never go to the mall. Never. (laughs) I mean, the only exception to that... No, because she's gonna use she's gonna use and manipulate. Now she doesn't know that that's what, that's what she's doing, which makes this whole thing even worse. She doesn't realize that she's doing anything wrong. To her, it seems perfectly normal. How about but the guess woman? What? Guess How what? About... When you're not there, when you're not there, guess what she does? She either takes that purse in the dressing room with herself, or she gets out her wallet and leaves the rest of the purse in the car trunk. So that's how she handles it when you're not there. Wow. When you're there, yeah. she uses it as a method to announce to everybody that, hey, this is my man. So the only exception to going to the mall is if you have to get like a wedding gift or an anniversary gift or a birthday gift for a close family member like a sister, mom, you know, what have you, then okay, go to the mall, get your gift, and get the heck out. Do not be spending five hours at the mall. <laughs> That's messed right. up, Linda. That's like basically telling a man you cannot go to the mall. No, you cannot. With your girl. And, while, and, and what I'm about to tell you now, you're going to get the, your listeners are going to get mad at me. But so what? Here I go. You are not allowed to buy her tampons. I don't care oh. if the world is on fire. If that's also a territorialization. It's telling everybody at the cash register, look out, he's my man. I mean, obviously he's not buying the tampons for himself. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, and then, you know, uh, I have guys write me and they say, oh, well, you know, it's okay if I do it for my mom, right? Uh, hell no. Not your mom, no. not your boss, not your coworker, not your sister, Nobody. No, I remember. I remember that when I was a little boy, the mom used to try to send me to the store to do that stuff. Oh no, no. Oh yeah, go to the corner, knew, little little market. Yep. Yeah, I knew Don't better than it. that as a child. Ooh, mm-hmm. what did you tell her? Nothing. I just kind of hung around the store until I seen a woman go in. Okay. I was a smart little guy. But tell me, Linda, you've interviewed what twenty thousand men to to um, to come to write in your book. What was the most common problem men stated that you ran into? What was their issues? Yeah, that's for my men's book um, called Mastering Women. The most common problem that I got from men, uh, common question that I got from men was, why does nice guy not work? Because you know what, women tell men you know, to pick a nice guy. Oh, isn't he sweet? You know, he's like helping me paint the living room. Isn't he sweet? He's going with me to, like, help me pick out tires. Isn't he sweet? You know, my computer has a bug in it, so he's helping me fix um, the computer. Right? I mean, don't you hear this kind of stuff all the time? Like, you know, we want a nice guy. And then guess what? After they leave you, they're on the back of, you know, some motorcycle with the tats and the piercings. So why is that? Why does nice guy not work? And it's because it's because she doesn't see you as a sexual threat. 
she sees you as asexual. So guess what? The guy with the taps, he's got an edge. And and women have to have that edge like they need air. It's so it's not the taps, it's not the piercings, it's the confidence that that guy represents, that those taps represent confidence. And a lot of guys, nice guys, they don't have confidence. So a good part of the men's book, I teach them how to get confidence for real. Now, fake confidence would be arrogance and cockiness. That's like lying your way through it. You don't really feel confidence for real. You're just like getting through the motions, which works for a little while. It might work for two months, but it's not going to work permanently. So I teach the guys how to get the confidence for real. You've got to feel it in your gut. You know, like the confidence, it comes from within, and then that will right. spill over to the woman. So in your book, History 90 Days or Less, how does that work with the females? The Hitched in 90 Days is a book for for the women. And basically what that book does is it teaches the woman three different areas. So one area would be a lot of women, unbeknownst to them, they have self-sabotaging behavior. and But they don't realize what it is they're doing and what effect it has on the guy. So exactly. I show, I, yeah, some examples of that say that self-sabotage. I got an idea what they are, but give us an example of what they are. Well, I mean, something like so easy and so obvious would be to smile. Men are visual creatures, so when they see that woman is smiling, it's like a fog goes on over your head that says, "It's okay to approach me because I'm smiling at you." When they don't see the smile, the the light on top of the head says. I'm closed for business. Don't bother me. I'm talking to my girlfriend here. I'm closed. So, you know, there's there's all these, like, subtle hues, uh, cues that, you, that a woman can take to make herself be inviting and alluring. I mean, that's the feminine way is to invite, attract someone into your space, attract the guy into your space. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I well, yeah, I think women have always been, you know, sultry, sexual. Um, I'm not going to even say contemplating. That might not be a good word. Um, mm-hmm. But they pretty much knew what they wanted to do, but I don't know. I don't know. Hold on a minute, and I think we got another caller. Okay. 111, you're on. Really? Am I on? Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we on. Hello, Lamont. This is Joe. How you doing today, Joe? We're on live with Miss Linda Gross talking about her fantastic book, Every Girl's Ultimate Guide to Dating. Say hello to Linda. Miss Gross, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you today? Well, I'm better now because just before I dialed in, you had said something that I was a mantra of mine for years where you said women engage in self-sabotaging behavior. Lamont, yes. how many times have I said that women are the architects of their own self-destruction? <laughs> <laughs> Numerous times, Joe. That's right. right. So that, comes... that, that rang a bell with you, huh? Ooh, did it ever. 
Yeah. Hmm. Because women you know were... what? And you know what? Conversely, if a woman is smart about it, it could be the the opposite is true too. That women are the that women are the architects of building great things or building great uh, you know relationships. It's just a matter of, like, knowing what to do. And once again, I think the younger generation of women, because they didn't have the dads in the picture either, mm-hmm. they never learned how to be feminine. So the, the the modern tactic today is let the girl hit on you. Let the girl ask for your number. Let the girl, you know, go Dutch mm-hmm. with you. Let the girl pay. And those are all masculine behaviors. And sure, that's going to work for a little while. You know, what guy's going to say no? You know, I'm getting a free drink or free meal or whatever. You know, and he might say yes and go on a date with her because he's lonely or bored or tired or whatever. It has, it speaks nothing to whether the guy likes her or not. You're just saying no because why not? It's free, right? So Wrong. It's just not. It's just not a good. <laughs> well. Well, Not you're a good that. tactic, and then plus mm-hmm. the guy will get bored. He doesn't want to have two men in the room. I mean, if she's being the guy, what fun is that uh, for the guy? Okay, you lost me as being a member of your fan club. All right, <laughs> I, I happen to believe that women can, and not that they necessarily should, because um, Lamont also knows another person on BTR who believes that the solution to the male female uh, gender war is for women to approach men. And I've had to tell this guy numerous times that women approach men in their particular way. Um, As you've already mentioned, to allure, to attract, um, which um, Lamont had already um, agreed with. But that doesn't mean that she can't do it. And, yes, some guys might do do the thing about going out because of the board. But that doesn't mean that's a solution, in my opinion, because if the man resumes this masculine gender role, which seems to me that you are pretty satisfied with putting him in, that the woman, therefore, makes a choice of going out and keeping herself from being inside the prison of the four walls of a dreary apartment. Um, I think, though, that if men and women can just get on the same page of mutuality, if I treat you right, you treat me right. And we take our emotional baggage and we put it by the wayside if we can build up trust. But the feminine role versus the masculine role, I'm not a fan of that. Um, you know, but you've interviewed 20,000 guys. I haven't talked to that many guys over the last 20 years. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I think so you're, uh, so you're of the mind, you're of the mindset that the sexes are equal. In what regard? Like if, like if she wants to do the approaching that day. Oh sure, have, sure. You know, have a nice day. Go ahead. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't she? Well, you know, why shouldn't she? Well, many reasons why shouldn't she. I mean, the, the primary reason being, after a while, she'll make a sport of it, and she will manipulate you and and run you. And she will disrespect you because you're not someone that you're, she's looking up to. Because inherently, biologically speaking, what she's looking for is a guy with confidence, a guy that has the ability to take charge and take a risk. And the reason why that's important biologically is, you know, heaven forbid, if there's a threat, um, let's say there's a bomb threat or let's say 
there's a medical threat or, or you know, any number of, you know, a tsunami could be a, um, mm-hmm. a, you know, a climate threat, whatever it is. She wants to know that you can lead her out of danger. And Mother Nature made men, in general, bigger, badder, stronger, and faster than we are to be able to manage that risk and that threat. So no. she's doing all the approaching, and mm-hmm. she's doing all the the man role part. Then she has you've already she's already lost respect for you. I like the way you've turned it around so that you were and you were Joe, all and tr- Joe, and yeah. Joe, and I have to interject right here too. I agree with Linda because she's been interviewed more men than you. Well, I already admitted that. <laughs> so, so, so checkmate on Joe right there now. Okay. So oh, he, no, he no, no. It's not a checkmate on that. I've interviewed, not interviewed, but I've talked to plenty of men, plenty of women over that. But what I was about to say is I like the way she's turned around to kind of uh, uh, prick my ego so that she can uh, make me feel as though, wow, you know, if I if I accept a date and allow her to pay for it and then a and she makes the initiation about taking me to bed that somehow I'm no longer the warrior that she's coming to respect. And then you've switched it around to that, well, you're equating the dating paradigm, which you'd like to maintain with the woman being the submissive role, as being the the war, as letting men be the warrior to protect her. I don't see any advantage to men by being in this warrior protector provider role and how it equates the woman asking me out and strip and you know, thereby making me feel empowered by uh, right. by not by not asking me out. I don't get it. I remember there was, there was one particular person I heard on a show saying that, do you know that if by allowing men to open up doors for women, that we're empowering them? Too bad I didn't get a chance to call in. But I'd still like to find <laughs> out <laughs> how that is. Uh, you know, but this particular thesis of yours about empowering us by allowing women to remain in a submissive role. My question to you then is, since we are biologically more powerful, heavier, taller, stronger, and I even say emotionally more stable, then why should we be even wasting our time with the women who are that weak? Well, I'm not doing a throwback. I'm not saying go back to how it was during Grandma's days. I mean, during Grandma's days, Mm -hmm. it was lopsided. It was probably... Men were in charge over 90% of the time, and Grandma was in charge less than 10% of the time. I, I don't believe in that either. Times have changed. We've modernized. You know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we are more equal in certain ways. doesn't have to be that lopsided. But what I am saying is the guy has to be more of a guy than I am by only 1%. And what you're also saying, 40%. Mm-hmm. What you're also saying so is that if the by, woman... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, me? Okay. You sure you want me to go ahead? Okay. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I want. I want to get back to. I want to get All back right. to Linda telling me, these girls how what, to yeah. get hooked up. I don't want up. to monopolize the conversation. Okay, but I could. But no, never mind. I won't. <laughs> and and with, nice the, with the with the threat thing, the warrior thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's not something that's coming into play every single day. I mean, hopefully, that's you know, a once-a-year event or a once-every-five-year event. You don't have to be in warrior mode every day. I mean, I'm not saying that either. But I'm just saying when there is a call to action, Mm -hmm. 
um, the guy is ready to do what he what he was intended to do, which is to provide and protect. Now, the word provide has expanded in today's definition. It used to be back in Grandma's day, provide meant financially provide. Mm. But it doesn't have to be that today. I mean, because women are making money. But you can provide for a women for a woman in ten different ways. You can provide for her physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, educationally. You can teach her something. That would be a form of provi- uh, providing for her. So basically we like you guys to be big, strong cavemen and, you know, help us out. We like that. It, yeah, makes, us feel, it makes us feel feminine and you guys feel, like, terrific because you're, like, in charge. Yeah, and there's no manipulation. You know, you're helping her out in some way. Yes, I understand. And there's no manipulation by the women uh, at all. With that particular paradigm, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't want to monopolize the conversation. Now, I think maybe at near the end of the show, if you and I want to get into it, but right now Lamont's interested in hearing your, uh, you know, hearing about what your book's about, and so am I. So I'm, I'll just lay back and, um, you know, and listen. You're such Thank a you. nice guy. He's such a nice guy <laughs> on my show. I just love you so much. <laughs> That's why they invented the mute button, Joe. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. See? See? Did you get that, Linda? Because like you said, you don't know him. He reads the sarcasm the whole time. And then he says, the mute button. See, that's the Lamont that I know. <laughs> okay, but, but check this out. Check, check this out. This is exactly the biology that I'm talking about. Lamont is a gracious host. He let you carry out your thought, carry out your thread. But guess what? At the end of the day, he's got 1% more power than you, which is the mute button. I never That's threatened exactly anybody. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not I to never say threatened that anybody. Gonna, <laughs> well, let me lay back. It's not and, to say that he's going to use the mute button, but he has the power if he needs to. Well, sure, and if you were the hostess of the show, you'd be, you'd be in the same position. <laughs> Exactly. Mm. You, hand, you handled it graciously. You try to handle it with your words. But where it comes to words, if, oh, if, the, if yeah. the visitor is being ornery and out of control, you have the ultimate power. Of course. And but see, Lamont and I know each other for years, too, so I'm not going to step on his toes. Um, yeah. and he's going to rein me in just in case I get too close to the border. So no problem. <laughs> and see, and uh, for Joe, from your point of view, that's called respect. Sure. That's what I was talking about a few minutes ago with women. Women have to respect the men. If they don't respect the men, it turns into manipulation. Well, yeah. And again, um, Lamont's interested in the rest of uh, what well, I wanted to tell I, him about the book. And I kind of, and I kind of agree with that point too because I kind of feel like women are a little bit manipulative anyway. But that's my personal opinion, and we'll go down another show for that one. But yeah, I'd yeah, like to have Linda, Linda back myself. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to definitely have Linda back because she did a men book, so we're definitely going to talk about the men book when she comes back and visits oh, the next yeah. go-round. But wow. today we're talking about Hitched, Every Girl's Ultimate Guide to Dating. That's available where, Linda? It's available on Amazon, and you can get it either in an ebook format for your smartphone, e-reader, tablet, computer, um, or you can get the paperback version. And you can find that on Amazon. Just type in the search bar uh, Hitch90 and it should come right up. Um, you can also go to my website as well um, if you want to check that out. That is themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. 
Mm-hmm. Linda, in your book, do you tell these women how not to go to bed with their uh, 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 cowboy T-shirts on or um, they, <laughs> their, their favorite game, uh, for their favorite team uh, shirt on with their hair and rollers looking tore up? I mean, what what do you tell them in your book to to make a guy want to go there with him? I guess you t- you tell him how to cook or find out what his favorite dish is or his favorite color or uh his his favorite position. I mean, I'm being nosy as a guy now. Yeah, I mean, with the insight from the twenty thousand guys that I interviewed, uh, the women are going to get the fabulous knowledge and insight that how the woman's behavior affects the guy. And I think the sexes are very different. They're wired very differently. For example, men are wired visually. They get turned on visually. So if you're wearing some sort of outfit that looks like a tent and he can't tell, like, what's under there, are you fat or are you pregnant or, like, what's going Like, you can't tell. That's not a good thing. So I tell the girls you got to wear something that shows off your shape a little bit, that shows that you do have a waist. And the reason why that was important 10,000 years ago is because... Men, when they were traveling, you know, they were nomadic, they were traveling from this area to that area, and his first thought is, why should I come off the hill to have a relationship with you if you're already pregnant? If if another guy already got to you, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm just going to keep moving on until I get to the next camp. So that's why, that's where that comes from. But, yeah, men want you to be visually appealing. I mean, you don't have to dress like a supermodel. You don't have to you know, do crazy things. You don't have to be in a bikini every day, but you do have to show something. You do have to wear clothes and colors that are flattering. Now, it's another chapter, too, that women don't want to wear colors. And so if you're always wearing dark, somber clothes, it kind of it sends a message like, I don't feel good in my body, or I gained a couple of pounds today, or it's usually an indication that she doesn't feel good about herself. She doesn't want to attract attention to herself by wearing nice colors. So I caution against that as well, because, again, men are visual. So if you wave a a yellow flag or a red flag or whatever it is, it's going to catch his eye than if you're wearing dark, somber colors. And, hence, that creates a lot of problems, too, uh, I find, because we've done a few shows on similar issues where women stop realizing that the men are visual they won't give them nothing to uh, you know to look at and then they have a problem when the man look at something else but you know right. it's not that the man is looking at something else to you know to put hands on him or go after him it's just that his mate is giving him nothing to look at i mean just nothing you know they they don't want to use no smell good none of those type things you know they it's right. like they they've given up on themselves and I mean, he's looking at this day to day to day after day after day, and then it starts beating him down, too. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why women do that is because they think the sexes are the same. They think, well, it's not important to me, so why should it be important to Lamont? But they're very wrong in that. You know, the visual is very important to men. So just because visual is not important to women, basically women are judging you based on the guy's personality. So, you know, they could be blindfolded for all they care. They don't care what you look like, really. 
Um, it's all about, oh, you know, is, am I getting along with him? Am I connecting with him? Is he making me laugh? I mean, they're, they're more evaluating the, um, the personality than the visual. We're different. It's right. not to say that one is right or wrong, but when you understand the guy is turned on by the visual, then, you know, you're going to see that eye candy a little bit. And what happens if the women don't want to rise to the occasion or for some reason they don't want to do that for that guy? Is it is it is that the time for the guy to <laughs> step out of that relationship? Or uh, what, is he supposed to hang in there and try to get her to feel better about herself? What is he supposed to do? I had an old friend once t- tell me that, you know, if your mate doesn't do this, somebody else will. So, you know, in today's current market where women are always complaining that their guys are cheating, you know, if you, you know, come to bed in a dirty T-shirt that has holes in it, you know, from like 10 years ago, um, you know, he's probably going to, he still wants that visual stimulation somehow. So if you're not bringing it, you know, I, I, I don't condone cheating. I don't think that's the way he should go. But I would tell him to, you know, hit hit the door and get going. She's not bringing it, so she should not be rewarded for not doing it. Uh, Joe, you didn't say nothing on that. You really are being quiet, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're being quiet, so we'll leave alone. (laughs) alone. Yeah, but so um, yeah, I am. I'm listening. That's that's because I'm. I'm, I, like I said, near the end of the show, maybe um, she and I can get into a nice little tete-a-tete, but right now it's all you and her. <laughs> Thank you so very much again, because <laughs> I'm trying to find out what to, what to look out for in case somebody, you know, you know, got a, a, a bullseye aimed at me. I'm a, a target somewhere, so, you know, if I start getting these extra good meals and you know, uh-huh. gifts and all this fine treatment all of a sudden, then maybe I'll know what they're up to. Well, yeah. Um, no, I'm trying to get some. I'm trying to get some pointers from Linda so I know what to look out yeah. for. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. I, I'm on her website now. I'm waiting for her two documentaries to get completed. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both um, <clears throat> for the men's book, both of those documentaries. I'm very excited. So... One Hold is on about, I, think got, um, I think we have another caller with another question. Okay. Something Hold on one second. What? Hello? Six, yeah, six, oh, you're on. Oh, good. Hello? Yes, you're on. I have a question. I'm, I'm listening to the information that's going around. <clears throat> Being a female that does all the little things, but gets no thank you, please, you look good, even every once in a while, it makes you say, well, why try? Then it's, um, well, you don't do it anymore. But when you do it, you get nothing, no response, no nothing. So I guess I'm trying to figure out what makes the guy say, okay, thank you for a nice dinner, because you are putting the effort into a dinner. You're not just bringing me everyday uh, right. McDonald's or whatever. You're, you know, you're bringing, putting food on the table. You do get dressed. 
you're trying to get your hair done. And he says, absolutely nothing. No, it looks nice. You have to ask him, does it look nice? How's the food taste? So I'm trying to figure out <laughs> where does he come in with this? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Part, some of the time it is because of a compa- compatibility issue. And if he's that ill-mannered to where he's not saying the thank yous or this smells good or, or you look nice or whatever, you know, I mean, after you had that discussion like three times, if he's still not doing that, it might be a compatibility issue and he's just not the one. Outside of that, I would start with my book because, like I say, the book teaches you three things. One of the areas is all the self-sabotaging behavior. So I've had um, many women who have read the book, even ones that are already married, you know, even though the book speaks to how to get proposed to in, in 90 days, but even the ones that are already married, they try some of the tips and they're like, oh, my God, my husband is now obsessed with me. So... The the reason why she's able to, like, tweak it slightly and make it work is because of the great insight that I bring to the table from all these 20,000 guys that I interviewed. So I'm giving you the picture, not not necessarily only from the woman's point of view, but more importantly for the, from the man's point of view. So for the potential reader, you'll get to find out why is he approaching? Why is he dating me? Why is he continuing to date me? And why is he proposing to me? So when somebody that's already in a relationship, when you're getting talking to a you know stone wall, so to speak, you might gain some insight as to why that dynamic is happening and what you can do to change it. So I would start with that first, but at the end of the day, if you've tried some of those techniques, and it's just not happening. I mean, there are there's exceptions to every rule, and he might fit in the 5% exception category, and he's just not your guy. I mean, I would go find a guy that, that does appreciate you put that food on the table and you look nice today. Okay, great. Thank you. Oh, Thank right. you. Okay. You know, the Linda, can uh, are you ever, one of these days I'd like to debate you. <laughs> Anytime. Well, but not right now, and I don't know when I can catch him next. So I'll go. I'll continue to go to your website and see what happens. Okay. Well, give us some more jewels, Linda. Don't stop now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So we talked about the self-sabotaging behavior, and like I say, a lot of these behaviors, women are are doing them at an unconscious, at a subconscious level. So I want to bring it up to a conscious uh, level, to a conscious awareness. And the more you catch yourself doing these types of behavior, then you have the ability to then change it for the better. So you can, if you're constantly like not having an easy time with guys and, you know, they're being unresponsive or you're not getting the response that you want, then you have the power to change these behaviors to to, um, give yourself a better outcome. So that's one part of the book. And the second part of the book is it will teach you where and how and when to meet a guy. So I go over like 20 possible different ways, be like a common question too. It's like where are all the good guys? So, um, you know, I go through the pros and cons of each one, and some some of the tips work better than others. And, by the way, all 20 of these tips, I recently was single myself. I'm now currently married. 
Um, and I I went through all of them myself, so I'm saying it firsthand and from the trenches. Well, somebody had uh, called into, I mean, checked into the chat room and told me to ask you that question, but I wasn't going to do it, Linda. I wasn't going to ask you that that your tips worked for you. I was not going to do that. <laughs> Absolutely, they worked. I mean, I. <laughs> Well, that's a fair I, I question. Think, but, I think yeah. people tell me that I'm, like, so real because it's like I'm not just feeding you BS. It's like I had to go through this stuff myself, and in so doing, I'm going to bring you the best of what I learned, like what worked, what didn't work, what to look for. You know, should I go on the dating side? Should I not go on the dating side? How should I do it? What should I do with the picture? Like all this kind of stuff. It's All these tips are in the book. Let me ask you this question, Linda. In your book... Uh, are you instructing uh, these females to bring the real person and leave the representative at home? <laughs> you know, a lot of people, both men and women, they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to do that. They're, they're like so out of touch with reality or their awareness or whatever you want to call it that they don't know, they don't know how to do that. If they would and did, they'd be bringing it, right? They'd be bringing their authentic self. So in answer to your question, one of the tips in the book absolutely speaks to that. It's like how to bring who the real, you know, Shannon is, who the real uh, Madison is, who the real Courtney is, who the real Sarah is. How do you get to that level? So one the, the most important tip in the book is I advise dating 100 guys. And, you know, everyone, the women always seem to like, put it on the guy. In other words, you know, the guy is not good enough or the guy isn't this or has this quality or that quality. No, no. This this exercise is not about the guy. It's about the woman. And the more you say, the more you go on a first date and if you don't have a, a good click with that person, you end it right there. Okay? Go on to the next date. Put that fish back in the water. Go on the next date. And the more you keep saying no... From, from my personal experience, after the 30, 30th first date, something like fantastic happened and the universe and the heavens opened up. And then the universe decided, oh, okay, she didn't like these 30 guys over here. I'm going to now start sending guys that really are on her roster. So the more, so my, my premise is the more you say no, the closer you're going to get to the yes the closer you're going to get to the guy who really does bring out the authentic self. Well, if it takes so it's an exercise days. for yourself, not for the guy. Wait a minute. Shouldn't she be authentic by the time she's about 21 or 25? Oh, please. Really? No. You know, there, there, are, there are 50-year-olds that are not centered. Come on now. Well, what's the problem with them? Why aren't they? Well, I think a big problem was a lot of them didn't have daddy in the picture because the women's lib moms shooed them away. That's, mm. that's the big crux of it. Outside of that, you know, back in our grandfather's day, <clears throat> the dads used to sit down with the daughter because he was seven, a 17-year-old boy at one point. He knows what boys are up to. He knows what's on their mind. And the dads would school the daughters on how to pick a guy. Okay, well, we don't have that anymore. The, half, half the dads are not even in the picture. We don't have anybody schooling us. So we really don't know. We really don't know how to evaluate somebody's character. So the young girls today 
are doing it based are are evaluating a guy based on the obvious things, like obvious material things. Meaning, can we can, you know, can we he, put some of that response? Can we put some of that responsibility, Linda, on on the mom? You said the dads wasn't in the home, and a lot of situations that's true. But I I know that I'm in that generation too. I guess from the grandfathers, and I know during that era. You know, the women were kind of taught, like, you know, you just go out and get your husband. The one who got a good job is going to take care of you. They wasn't really trying to teach these women how to be independent or uh, good homemakers or nothing like that. You know, they taught the men how to go out and be providers, be the breadwinner, be the head of the household, and we supposed to be this and that. But the woman wasn't really taught a lot about that. They just taught to get that guy that could do those things for her. But how many mm-hmm. how many of those women actually taught their daughters how to do their part, which uh, not going with Joe on this one, but being that their part maybe not the same thing that they contribute to the relationship, but equally mutually as important to that relationship. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? They have different roles yeah. that they play, but they're equally and mutually just as important. Yes. Well, I think that generation minimized the importance of women, actually. I mean, the women's lib, it, you know, it, it was the movement was started to make women better, and I think at the end of the day it, like, made them worse. You know, like one of the agendas that they were trying to meet is, you know, that women are just, you know, objectified, meaning sexually, and we didn't want to be, you know, sex objects. We didn't want to be playboy bunnies with, like, a little cotton tail sticking out of our rear end, you know. And look at look at the media today. Are you kidding me? It's now 40 years later. Young girls are objectified more than ever, more than ever. So, like, that didn't work. And and I do agree with you. I think the young girls also didn't realize or were not taught what the feminine role is and what their place in the relationship or marriage is. They weren't taught that either. So not only were they not taught how to pick a good guy because this guy has good character, they they also were not taught, well, what should I be bringing to the table? Well, they were never taught that. Maybe in the 40s, 50s, and 20s, what they were taught to bring to the table was just themselves. That was it. Mm-hmm. Because the men supported the women, and the women didn't have to have a job. All they had to do was just show up, be pretty, be a virgin, and you had it made. And today, the women are taught to be strong and independent, and you don't need a guy until you've got the masters, and maybe you're making sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. So the women were never taught what to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Well, yeah. that's what we were taught. Right. But what were women taught to bring to the table? I ask women that all the time. I'm on a, a couple of dating sites. I've asked women, what is it that um, you think you bring to the table? What would make you a good girlfriend? No response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. here's a good right, here's a good person to answer it because I'm sure in Linda's book, she's basically telling a woman would make what would make her a good candidate. Well, mm-hmm. God had proposed to him. Isn't that correct, Linda? Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, from the research from the men's book, 
I learned that there are four skills that a guy must bring to the table to win over the the women. That's what the man's book is about. That's part partially what the man's book about is about. Conversely, there are four top skills that the woman needs to bring to the table to win over her guy. So Lamont, in answer to your question, the way that you can feel love, the way that you know that you know she loves you, despite what, you know, she can say the words, who cares? Here's how you're going to know for sure if she loves you that she's bringing those four qualities to the table. If those four qualities are there, she's your girl. So I teach women what those four qualities are, how to get those qualities, and how to implement those qualities. And I'm not just going to say, here's the four qualities, there you go. Because, you know, they'll just do it in a fake, like, oh, I know I have to do this element, and they'll just fake their way through it. No, they're going to do it for real. And if they don't do it for real, I advise the woman to toss that guy out and go on to the next date. So what are those four qualities? Because if you're lying about it, that's not going to get you anywhere. What would those four qualities be that they would have to authentically bring to the table? Um, the four qualities that the women would have to bring yeah. to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me let me go over those. Okay, so the four qualities are men need to be needed. If the woman has no place for you in her life, it's not going to work, the relationship. Men need to be needed to feel love. And I don't mean she's going to be need-e, which is a different word. I'm saying needed. Okay. Yeah, the men have to be needed. We have to you feel have to as fill, though, yeah. You have, they, they, to fill yeah. Some kind of, you have to fill some kind of void for the woman. If that's not happening, that relationship isn't going to go anywhere and it will probably end in three to six months. So, in other words, um, if she's, let's say, for example, I'll give you a couple of for examples. If she's a financial mess and the guy like knows how to budget and knows how to save and knows how to spend and knows how to uh, shop for big ticket items wisely, then you work together as a team and that's why she would need you because she's got a blind spot with that and you're pretty good at that. Okay, that would be one example. Another example is the woman is she's got a high-powered job. She's a workaholic and she's always serious. So the way that the guy would be needed in her life is you bring the fun, you bring the spontaneity. Hey, baby, throw a couple of things in the suitcase. Um, We're going on a day trip to Catalina tomorrow. So if her nine to five is is stressful and serious all the time, then the guy um, who's bringing the spontaneity, that would be a way for him to be needed. So those are a couple of examples. But basically, if there's no place for the guy in the woman's life is not going to work. And then the guy is not going to feel loved. Make sense? If he yep. feels needed, yeah. But if uh, she step, needs that... Step, step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if she needs that void to be filled, not necessarily will that make him feel needed. But I think I'm getting the gist of what you're saying. I know that the premise is make him feel needed and he will be there. Don't make him feel needed. And that's going to be one of the um, reasons why he'll leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, because, you know, she yeah. could be the, she could be, you know, a Victoria's Secret model, 
and have a beautiful figure and look amazing. But if if the guy is always feeling like chopped liver, like, you know, she could care less whether he's in her life or not, how long is that going to last? Three months? I mean, it's not going to last, even though she's, like, gorgeous, right? He probably won't even last three months. feel like he's got a place. <laughs> yeah, probably not even the three months. I'm just being, you know, generous with it. But, yeah, the guy has to feel like he's got a place in her life. Otherwise, what's the point? And, and then he's going to pick somebody who's, he's gonna pick someone who is a, you ever see these girls, they're like, you know, maybe five and a half or sixes, and they have this great guy, but you know what? There's something magical about that woman who's a six, and she just makes you feel like you are all that. You know those girls? Yeah, what, they okay, got that so great, per- great model and go with the six. Well, yeah, now he's brought into dumping the, the supermodel. Yeah, there are relationships <laughs> and marriages where the uh, the woman is sitting on the laurels and she's not doing anything to contribute what um, what should be important to the relationship. And the guy says, yeah, I've got this Adriana Lima, but she's right. acting like a beached whale. So, yeah, so um, exactly. Uh, playing Sally down the street is giving me what I want because she's listening to me, she's agreeing with me, she's not um, uh, being obstinate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Busting the pimple, yeah, busting the pimple right. off my butt and all the little things <laughs> that, that, that women, would, women that's into you would do and, you know, rubbing your feet when your feet hurt, all that kind of stuff. Right. So that was one tip out of the four, you're asking me, well, what is a woman bringing to the table? So that's one tip out of four. Do you want the other three? Yes, oh, I sure do. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Okay. But, uh, and these are all like what's good for, basically, these are all what's good for the guy. So, you know, an easy way for the woman to win over the guy, if she's aware that these traits are like very important to a guy, then that's going to get her like right in the door there. I mean, that's going to move her to the head of the list if not get proposed. So step number two is acceptance. What guy doesn't want to be accepted? That's a really big one for guys. And if you know that, and if you're with a guy that you don't accept, he's not your guy. So let him go. You want to when you mean that's that, how you know you're picking correctly, is if you pick a guy that you accept. What do you mean by accept exactly? Well, let's say the guy is a cop. Okay, Mm -hmm. so he's out on the beat every day and he might possibly um, risk getting injured or hurt or whatever or or even shot and killed. And so the woman has to accept, you know, that risk that comes along with it. Oh, I see. You said accept If she doesn't want to accept it, then don't date a cop. Exactly. That makes sense. So, you know, on all levels, she's got to accept him. I mean, she's got to accept in general. She's got to accept the date. She's got to accept you into her body. She's got to say, yes, you can come into my body. I mean, it's acceptance on all levels. So, like, if you're not accepting that guy, you know, that's not the right guy. And then the energy is going to be weird. It's going to be unhealthy and negative. Well, is that is that what happens when a woman initially meet a guy, or even after they with him for some time, they might like how the guy is when they initially meet him, and somewhere during the course of the relationship, 
they want him mm-hmm. to change or they try to mold him into something else or make him into something that he's not. And, yeah. and now you have resistance and resentment from both sides. Yep, yep that's bringing me to step three. But, yep, that's it's a little bit related to step two. But, yes, absolutely. That's exactly exactly what that means. Um, I'm going to talk about that in a second with step three. Let me just finish step okay. two with the acceptance. Um, one last thing on the acceptance, and this is a big one, especially for women who are already smart, especially for women who are already educated, especially for women who already have it on going on, she's got to be willing to let you lead. That's a big one. Because if she's not willing to let you lead, that relationship's doomed to hell as well. And I've talked to many guys who have been in this situation. In fact, heck, the woman proposed to the guy. And the guy had nothing better to do, or maybe the woman was making more money than him, or I don't know what, you know, all kinds of reasons. And they say yes. Every, in my 20,000 guys, the guys that I've interviewed in that category, every single one of them cheated because she wouldn't let him lead. That's a huge one for guys. So again, if if the woman really feels that way about you, she needs to let you go because it's not the right fit and there is someone for her. It's just not you. Well, so far I can't disagree with either one of the two tips. So, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Joe from Montana. <laughs> well, I that means, give that my means so much to us. Yes, well, just in case. <laughs> I got met with now, dead silence, so I, I don't know if I'm making my point or like you, I've lost you, one of the two. <laughs> no, you, no, you have a captive audience, Linda. See, we trying to figure out the men on the show. We trying to figure out what to look to look out for, and see, I don't know how the yeah. ladies are listening, but I know how we <laughs> listening. That's why mm-hmm. you're not hearing nothing. We try oh, well. to hear what's mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that's why I spoke up, because um, if, if I'm quiet, I think Linda's already gotten the uh, the idea that if I should jump in, but I'm not jumping in, because I'm being quiet <laughs> and I'm listening. So. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, with your permission, I'll carry on to number three. Oh, I hear that sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, Step number three is to be appreciated. So let's say, you know, you washed her car or mowed the lawn or filled the gas tank or, you know, she was out of milk and so you stopped by to get milk on the way home or like whatever it was. Or you were, um, you know, you were walking by a store one day and you noticed her favorite flower in the window and you got it for her. It's, It's not her anniversary. It's not the birthday. It's not nothing. You were just thinking of her. She really likes M&M's, so there you were at the 7-Eleven, and, you know, it just, like, it was right there on the counter, so you bought them because, you know, she likes M&M's. Like, what, the gesture can be as small or as big as, as the guy wants it to be. But what he what he really likes and really feels a warmness in his heart is if your actions and efforts are appreciated. If they're not, then why would you continue doing nice things? Well, now, that's the cornerstone of my argument. 
is that men don't get enough appreciation. And I've told women, all you've got to do just every couple of months is if he's washing dishes, just pat him on the ass. Just, exactly. You know, just let him know every once in a while, you know, that you appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it could be, like I said, it could be, you know, could be a big thing. Maybe you helped her get that job, or maybe you helped her land that customer, or maybe you helped her, you know, it could be a big thing, too. I like the but, M&M's better. Yeah, the M&M's. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Or spill them on the kitchen counter and, uh, you know, write out her initial or her, you know, her name or whatever with M&M's. I mean, you know, that they, it's it's some little things that, you know, our lives are so hard and it's so hectic and stressful and everyone is like, you know, racing to get our attention and the media and this and that. It's so nice when somebody spends an extra three seconds appreciating us for the little small things that we do. What happened to the old days? What yeah. happened to the old days when the girl used to show up at the door with the mink coat on with with some nice negligee stuff on under it? Oh, there nothing. you go. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and a little martini uh, in her other hand. <laughs> Honey, I got your drink ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little 60s little mm-hmm. throwback. Yeah, I was thinking of Diana Doors when you were saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should... Um, have your listeners watch some reruns from, like, the Dick Van Dyke show, like from the show. <laughs> <laughs> what the little ladies used to do to greet you at the front door, you know? <laughs> I mean, not that you have to do it every day, but wouldn't that be, like, super cool to have something like that done, like, a couple times a year or whatever? No, well, it goes back to most guys... They're they're into spontaneity. What they're not into is oh we have to do some tomorrow six forty five for thirty five minutes or twenty two seconds or some stuff. Most guys okay. like spontaneity. Mhm. I mean, I think. Well, yeah. I, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. I've I've said let women take the initiation every once in a while. Stop being a beast whale. Not only you know literally in bed, you know, but outside of bed. Do something. <laughs> right, right. And in my example earlier, um, you know, how to be needed, that was one of the examples. It's like maybe she's like kind of a stick in the mud because of her day job, and, you know, the guy is bringing the spontaneity because guys are good at the spontaneity. We're not so good. You know, women are not as good as often in this category as men. So if you're bringing that, she wants it, she likes it, she appreciates it. So that would be a form of, you know, um, you're being needed to her. But what oh, we're yeah, saying absolutely. is that she should bring some spontaneity. Um, yeah, of course, of course. But it's spontaneity in general for men comes naturally. Spontaneity for women in general does not come naturally. So she'd have to like learn a couple of tricks here and there. She'd have to learn a couple of tricks to like make it work. But it's 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 not that it's not doable. Of course, it's doable. It's just bringing things into your awareness. That's all. Seem like else. women seem seem like Linda women would be a little bit more aggressive in that area because one thing that I've noticed from my own life's experiences and and doing the show for the last seven years, women have mm-hmm. a tendency to learn something from every man that they've ever been with. 
they picked mm-hmm. up a little, little something, little something from every little relationship from everybody they've ever been with. But for okay. some unknown odd reasons, men don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you know that. why that you know why that is, right? Well, help me out here, hon. Because men can't be wrong. From age four up, the little boy is told you're not to cry, be a man, stiffen up, you know, stiff up your lip, and you're never allowed to be wrong. So <clears throat> that element of learning from somebody implies that you don't know everything. So that's why men avoid that topic. It's not a good trait, by the way. You know, of course, you know, you you want to be, you know, you want to be, to keep yourself young and fresh, you want to be learning something new every day. Yeah, I would you know, think, but I guess, I, guess, I guess where I was going with that, well, if women are, are more learned and learning from these previous relationships and learning mm-hmm. from these different things, from these different adventures, seem like mm-hmm. they would be a little bit more, um, I guess, spontaneous or a little a little sharper or um, or at the very least you're saying they should be more exposed meaning that they saw different situations now pick it up and use it on the next relationship or whatever they're more exposed well isn't isn't that what life is though isn't that isn't that what life is learning from experiences and taking out the good and leaving the bad or at least that's what yeah. it's supposed to be like that's so what it's is supposed it, to be. Is a, is a yeah. relationship the same from these other experiences? You take out all the good, so now when you when you meet this guy, right. when you meet this guy and you think this is the guy, wouldn't you want to be all that you could be, or uh, you're going to play the, the the shy sister and just let him feel like he's in control and mm-hmm. just, to use Joe's words, lay that like a B12 because you don't yeah. want him to feel like you know too much. Yeah, I I don't like the beach whale approach, and I don't like it to be so lopsided where the guy's doing all the work. I'm not saying that at all. But, you know, yes, I agree with you. you the woman has to bring a little something-something to, to the table. She can't be just, you know, sitting there doing nothing, you know, both in and out of the bedroom, both uh, personally and, you know, in, in all ways. You know, she's got to... As much as the guy is bringing to the table, it doesn't have to be the same traits as the guy. In fact, they probably aren't the same traits as the guy. But she's got to be contributing, you know, all the parts and goodness that the woman and the feminine side has to bring to the table. Well, again, I can't, I, you know, can't um, say that your three tips aren't um, all and good. They're good tips for a woman to... Um, to use, especially if she's authentic, in order to get somebody hitched. I guess within the timetable that you've probably set. Yeah. Um, those are good traits. Can't deny Thank that. Um, I still like to debate you. Hmm. Okay. You're on. One of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, Lamont will give us this venue or a different one. Oh, well, Yes, well, we got to. Yeah, we definitely going to do that. But I, but I know Linda got to tell us more about her tip number four because four. I'm taking number I'm, four. Yeah, I'm taking. Okay. I'm taking. I'm taking down notes, Joe. 
Uh, well, I'm taking them down um, <laughs> in my head, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, by the way, these are also more expanded and defined in the men's book as well. So they, I only touch on them really lightly in the women's book, like maybe just a page or two, but the men's book, um, because these are the men's traits, these are traits that turn the men on. I really go into a lot of detail. So it's like a whole chapter on, on just this, on what I'm talking about. So tip number four, and get ready to brace yourselves for this one, respect. If she doesn't respect you, Mm -hmm. um, there there is no deal. That's how this works. There is no deal. So, you know, women, in my opinion, and based on my research, women are super smart. This is why I tell them to go on a short first date. Um, women know within 15 minutes, 5 to 15 minutes, whether it's going to work out with this guy or not. But do they listen to their gut? Heck no. What what do they end up doing is they end up dating you for 6 months, 7 months, 9 months, only at the end of 9 months to tell you, oh, you know what, I didn't like this about him, I didn't like that about him. Well, why are you wasting everybody's time? Really? I don't agree with that. So if he's not right, you put him back in the ocean. So here's how a girl knows if he's not right. The girl doesn't respect him. That's it. End of story. Put him back. Who cares that you need a free meal or you want a free date or whatever? Come on. Quit being a user. You knew right right out of the gate this wasn't going to work and you continued anyway. That's a liar. That's a manipulator. Who, Who needs that? Don't do that, ladies. You know. So listen to your gut and go with what your gut is saying. So here's what they do instead. Oh, Joe has this, you know, he has got a lot of good qualities, but one or two qualities over here I really don't like, so I'm going to try to change Joe. Joe's going to be my home improvement project. So they try to change you. Well, guess what? The guy doesn't want to be changed. And then you bring in another weird element, a negative element. By trying to change the guy, you become his mother. No guy wants to date his mother. Yeah, do you have a section in the book about whining and nagging? I'm sorry, say it again. (laughs) Because you were talking about how the woman becomes um, my mother. Do you have a section in the book about uh, whining and nagging? Yeah, because, I mean, that's something that your mother would do. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny, pick up your socks. Johnny, take out the trash. Johnny, do this. Johnny, like every second of the day, she's telling Johnny what to do. Okay, so in his adult life, that man doesn't want to be um, bossed around and nagged, and, and uh, he, does, he doesn't want to be changed. So, for example, if the guy is a smoker, and you meet him in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you can figure this out, and if the woman doesn't want that quality... Okay, so you're done. Like, it's it's not your job to tell him to stop smoking or stop drinking or stop being a cop. That's too risky of a job or, like, whatever it is. It's not your job to change him. If he wants to change it because he thinks he's in a risky profession, that's on him. So don't, I, I caution the women to not go into that mothering role because it's not sexy. It's not what the guy wants. No guy's going to get, well, hopefully, no guy's going to want to get in bed with his mother. And 
and you're reminding him of that. And so it's not going to work. It's just going to be tension. And at the end of the day, all of this spells the woman has no respect for the guy. So from the guy's point of view, if she doesn't respect you, she doesn't love you. That's how it works. Wow, that's 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 deep right there. If she don't respect okay. you, she don't love you. Yep. It's kind of hard to have one with the other, without the other. Without the other. You can you can skate by this for like a few months. It'll work. You could pretend for like a few months, but you know, at the end of the day, it's really not going to work. And then I'm going to call the woman out as being a user, because really, if you're still there knowing that you already feel like this, you're using him. And if I were the guy, I'd be running because I don't want to be used. I don't want to be taken advantage of. You know, she's using your good nature and doing goodness knows what with it. She's manipulating you. It's like, you know, if if I want to stop smoking, I'll stop smoking on my own time. I don't need you to be nagging, you know, about it every day. And, Joe, it's not cool to let it keep using you as a sex object either. Well, I don't know about that. Sometimes I believe in being submissive. And if you want to tear me up, tear me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you being sick, Joe. <laughs> Friends with benefits, that's not a bad paradigm. <laughs> That's not a bad moniker, huh? It's not a bad name to be called. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, you, uh, I'm not going to complain. Oh, you just want me for sex. Well, unless I'm falling in love with you, but that hasn't happened. But I can understand how it can happen, you know. Uh, as a matter of fact, I haven't seen... Huh? All this has to be done within 90 days, though. Well, what she's saying, the four tips, uh, they seem to me that they would work. If you can make the guy respect you... Um, if you can respect him, if you can appreciate him, make him appreciate you, um, right then and there, you know, you've, you've got it made. Wow. Yeah, I think the I think the moms of the day have it backwards. So many moms um, tell the sons, you know, make sure you respect the woman, right? I mean, don't, haven't we all heard that in so many different households? It doesn't work like that. Respect is not given. It's earned. It's True. earned. You you can't just respect that person just because. Now, you might do it because of this person's, I don't know, stature in the community, or you might do it because you're being polite and you have manners with your elders. You know, you know go ahead and, you know, I, I do recommend that you are polite and have manners. Um, but respect is like a little bit above manners. Respect means that you look, look up to the person. So when the moms say to their sons, you have to respect all women, to that I say bullshit. doesn't work that way. And actually the advice that they should have given is that the daughters need to respect their men. Now you got me back. Around. Now you got me back riding horseback with you again. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> I agree 100% with you, Linda. Thank you. 
that's been one of my bromides for a long time, and I've told women this. Just because you've shown up with the mascara and the blush and the foundation and you look good with uh, with that makeup on, that yeah. doesn't give you a right at the table. Okay, You have to earn that place at the table. And, exactly. Uh, you see, so you already know this, right? But that's not what the moms are telling the sons. Um, oh, they absolutely. Know. They, yeah. They've never taught yeah. the women anything like that. They've said... Um, and then the daddies too. Your daddy's little girl. You're, you know, you're our princess. And I have nothing wrong with keeping that particular narrative within the family. Okay, you are daddy's little right. girl, and uh-huh. they should do all that they can to make you feel good. But once you're outside of their domain, and you're out uh-huh. here in the um, real world, you gotta earn it, baby. Yep. I agree. And if not with money, then do it with uh, those four male attributes that I was talking about. It doesn't necessarily have to do with money. Um, I, I think a lot a lot of guys today make a mistake that, oh, you know, she's got to be an equal breadwinner and she's got to help me pay the rent. And, you know, sometimes it's not always about money. I mean, sometimes, you know, she is really good raising the kids or sometimes she's she's the social director of the two of you or sometimes... She's, uh, you know, running, make, making sure the household runs smoothly. Um, but at the very least, you should be getting those four male t- male traits, uh, those needs be taken care of because that's how you'll know that she loves you, for real, regardless of what the mouth is saying. Well, I always say look at, a, look, at a person's, look at a person's actions rather than their words because they're usually much more truthful. Well, can't disagree with uh, with you on that. Um, people talk about <laughs> communication being the um, the key, and I said, well, people communicate all the time, especially non-verbally. And so, if the actions are belie a person's words, then you know, pick up a clue. Yeah, right. I mean, communication is very, very important, but you know, there's a lot of non-verbal cues. Or things that are that are not said, but the actions that that all you know, person has to pay attention to those movements as well. They're important too. And they do say actions speak louder than words. Well, Linda, what do you have? Uh, what do you have coming up? What do you have coming up next? Um, you mean towards the book, or just in general, yeah, or what? Yeah, do you have any uh, uh, signing schedule anywhere? Do you have anything you want our listeners to know about? Are you going to have any appearances coming up anytime soon or anything? Yes, I have some. The dates are not totally firmed up, but, um, you know, check my website and check my Twitter. I'll be posting uh, on there frequently. My Twitter, by the way, is DT4M. That's the number 4M, short for Dating Tips for Me, DT4M. And then the men's website is themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. So what I have coming up is uh, I'm going to be doing a a book signing in West Hollywood at Book Soup. Um, I'll be doing a book signing in Pasadena at Romans, uh, V-R-O-M-A-N-N-S, Romans Bookstore in Pasadena. And then I also um, hopefully am going to be accepted to be in the L.A. Times Book Fair um, down at USC, and that's coming on April 18 and April 19. So all of these updates, and you'll get everything confirmed. Either check my Twitter or check the website. 
Right, fantastic. Well, we're definitely going to come out and support you and all that great stuff. And, Linda, I definitely want to thank you for taking time out of your day to come visit and share your book with our listeners. Thank and you. The great, and, and the great, great tips, boy, because I got my notes over here so I know what to look out for. <laughs> and I wrote down um, a 90-day time frame so I can see when the uh, representatives start fading out and the real person starts showing their head. So maybe the 90 right. days have to go to 180 if the real person shows up and they're not as cool as a representative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The reason why I say 90 days, remember I told you the women are fast. They're 5 to 15 minutes. Men, it takes them 90 days to know whether this, this woman is a good woman. So that's part of like what the title uh, speaks to. And the word hitched, the way that I mean it, is that you'll get a proposal in 90 days, meaning that you're so desirable, so adorable, so irresistible. There's no way he's going to let you out from under his sight and lose you to another guy. So he has to propose. So I'm not saying that you know you should ru- rush off to the altar. Um, I do recommend that you stay engaged for at least a year. I think you know going through one year, all the seasons, you get to meet his people, he gets to meet your people, you go through all the scenarios with the holidays and all that kind of stuff. One year is a good time to stay engaged before you actually you know walk down the altar. So um, yeah, so the third element of the book, what it teaches you is how to be so adorable that the guy can't resist you. He's got to have you in his life. Wow, that's that's yeah. the part that I need to read because that sounds like some dope right there. That sounds scary. <laughs> that sounds like some stuff that you get hooked on and can't get off of. Yeah, there you go. So even though the book is written for women, you know a lot of guys are checking this out because it's kind of cool to like see it from the other viewpoint, right? So you'll you'll gain a, a good insight. Not only on what makes her tick, but on what makes you tick too. So it's it's pretty cool. So well, I'm going to offer your um, listeners a special promo. All they have to do is mention that they've heard me on your show, and then I'm going to give them 15 minutes off the clock uh, for life coaching, and they can use it for whatever they want, either for personal reasons, business, or. Um, you know, dating relationships, whatever they want to use it for. If they like me, they can continue the hour or they can schedule another time to book, you know, another appointment. So just mention you've heard me on the show and you get 15 minutes off the clock. Wow, that's great, Linda. We certainly, we certainly appreciate it. And please don't let Joe use up all the time. No, use it all up. <laughs> No. <laughs> you, you're going to get will, 15 minutes, buddy. So, so I will be uh, delighted to uh, have you take the time with me. It was, it's been a pleasure working with you. Get your debate questions ready because if you're ready for me, I'm ready for you. You will bring and your Lamont, right game, all right? <laughs> that's right. And Lamont, I would love to come back at a later date and go more in depth with the men's book. Um, I we had like a little pre-interview before this, and I think yeah. we had a lot of things that we can discuss. And I think they would be really juicy. Maybe before you do that, like hop onto my page and look in the table of contents, and um, I'm sure some some questions will will arise because you're looking at what the topics are. 
Absolutely. And again, we're definitely going to do that. And you definitely got to come back in the near future, Linda. And it's been a pleasure. And it's been fun. And as usual, it's always been fun with you, Joe. You always add that little bit of, I am not, not going to say narcissism. I'm not going to say that. That's well, that's not, not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. Well, I know I can always get a debate from you. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. That's, that's a woman's trait. Well, you get something with that. But, um, yeah. In any case, I'll be looking forward to those two documentaries that you have listed on your website. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the two documentaries, one of them is about um, Fatherless America, like what the impact of not having a father in your life means to current America. That's going to be a big one. Um, and then the other uh, documentary is what are men's role today? Like how have they diminished? How have they gotten better if, if they've gotten better? Um, you know, what's the status of men basically today? And and uh, I think a lot of men are getting um, taken, ad- taken advantage of by women. It seems to be like a female-centric culture right now. And what you can do to protect yourself to where you're not being, you know, manipulated and controlled by women and, you know, you get your rights back, so to speak. So both of these are going to be amazing. Uh, One of them has already been sold to a a major network and um, he's released documentary number one and two, the the producer-director, and then the the number one and number two had to do with similar issues but with with women, et cetera. And so this one, I'm going to... help him put together the, the men's one, the men's documentary. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I like that. Examining the men's uh, role today. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sounds good. We we should be coming up with our television channel here in, in the very, very, very near future, sir. We're going to be looking for some documentaries and infomercials and different stuff, too, there on our channel. Okay. But I'll keep oh, our good. listeners informed on that one. So, um we're very excited about that to have the World Movement Movie Channel. Oh, cool! I didn't know about that, did he? Good. I know, I know. Constantly <laughs> in the trenches, work. constantly in the trenches, <laughs> constantly in the trenches, working. Yes, yes, yes. But definitely, uh, all my loyal listeners and fans, go out and support Linda Gross. Check out her books. Every Girl's Ultimate Guide to Dating, and of course, our show will be available in the archives and iTunes podcast, and actually just type in Can I Play a Play, and you'll be able to hear what you missed, and I'm sure you don't want to miss the show. It was some very powerful tips and jewels that we can always benefit and live by, and um that's it. Let everybody know you heard it right here on Can I Play a Play from K. Diddy, the elixir of love. Make sure you say the love. Make sure you say the love right. Yeah. And don't forget Joe the narcissist. Yeah, don't forget that, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, good people. We'll be back next week, 2.30, right here on Can I Play a Play. Let the growth come back and join us soon. I certainly will. Thanks again, guys, for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, and we enjoyed you. And much respect to uh, Audra, Lisa Thomas, and the whole team over at LRT. Absolutely.
Now and then 